going to hear? No. Are we going to bring them on? Yes, we're going to bring them on. Hey, it's the Wave Report. I got my boy Mike here. What's happening? Got a new project out. What's yes, the name sir. of your project? So the tell American them where they can find it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's on all platforms. You can go on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, Google, YouTube, you know, whatever your preference is or, you know, you can afford that. And what can they expect from it? Um, it's actually a dope project. Um, my boy Ryan Davis, you know, a childhood friend. Salute um, to Ryan. Yes, sir. Uh, he helped direct it. Uh, it's it's a compilation, man. I got, uh, you know, of course, I got to put on Tampa music. So I got a couple joints on there for the joke. Mm-hmm. I got a, a lot of conscious stuff, though. You know, I'm speaking from a, from a place where I feel like I need to uplift people. You know what I'm saying? That's in certain real. areas. Uh, not just in the streets, but in real life. You know, mm-hmm. people deal with, um, like, mental issues and stuff, you know. Personally, I've been dealing with that myself growing up, so I feel like it's only right to tell my story to help people relate. Hopefully, they'll come out of that dark place. You know? That's real, man. You go pick up my boy Project. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, we're going to talk about all things music-related right. today. But before we get to that, you said you had you suffered from like mental health issues growing up. Right. What kind of issues did you suffer from? Just, and what did you do to get over them? Yeah, um, like growing up. I was the type of person, I was always isolated, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I always bottled my emotions and was never taught the proper way to release them. So those emotions became bottled up and as you're growing up, you start running in different things, different situations that can, how you say, poke at it and, you know, make you explode. Uh, just holding it in is just, and not having guidance, it just dealt with me mentally because I considered myself to be a weird person, you know what I'm saying, an outcast. You're an like, introvert. Yeah, weird, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you react a certain way, people look at you different. So, you know, it's kind of like, damn, am I, am, am I tripping, you know what I'm saying? Am, mm-hmm. I, am I a messed up individual, you feel me? So mm-hmm. it, it played a lot. And then just uh, family history. I got a lot, of, uh, a lot of family members who deal with addictive personality. So when mm-hmm. I did get involved with alcohol and weed, it took me to a point where I was overdoing it. And how how would you say? Like, gave me a chemical imbalance. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it just it was just rough, man. It I think that's rough. prevalent in a lot of black families. Right. And a, not, a lot of us are not taught to deal with anything internally. Right. We we taught to deal with it externally. So we'll go to drugs, mm-hmm. um, alcohol, right. crack, heroin, anything, and we actually projected on the other people. Right. So, you know, influence is heavy when you're growing up in the hood. It's very heavy. Yeah. I don't do drugs, but everybody right. else is doing it. I don't want to feel left out, <laughs> so I got to get in on right. it. Right. But pressure. you don't know, it could affect you differently. Some right. people have a high tolerance for it. Right. Do you still deal with those issues today? Um. Yeah, but it's. I found a way to balance it out, you know what I'm saying? To kind of not control it completely, but I know how to cope with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know how to interact when I go out in public. Like my anxiety, it, I ain't gonna like run through the roof, but mm-hmm. I just find little techniques, little small things that I came up with myself to help me, you know, stay calm. So, so with transitioning that, mm-hmm. we're talking about drugs and influence. Right. So in music, that's heavy today. Um, with especially the younger generation. Right. They, it's like almost every other song. Somebody, the artists, yeah, even if they're lying, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, mentioning it. And, you know, people have malleable minds. So people right. are heavily influenced to the point. The artists may not even actually be doing what they're saying. Right. Which is a lot of the times the case. Yeah, you know? most of them. Yeah, um, that's true. But how do you feel in terms of your music? Because you said you have 
different aspects that you're trying to touch on in your music, especially consciously, right. which should be more of a thing today, but right. it's kind of taking a back seat. It's just because music changes, you right. know what I'm saying? There should always be uh, different variations of music. Dance music, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm at a party, I want to hear conscious music. Right. You know, if I'm <laughs> yeah. riding by myself though, or if I want to reflect, I definitely right. want to hear it. Right. Cause that that's like a form of self improvement, mm-hmm. especially to the listener, Most to the definitely. consumer. But how did it get to this point in music where kids are really the users now, and the artists? Some of the artists are users. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like it's always been a, you know, what I'm saying like it's it's more promoted now than mm-hmm. it is back in the day, but. If you listen to the records back in the day, like from the old head, they were definitely using, you know what I'm saying, drugs, whether they were selling or the mm-hmm. ones actually on the streets using it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like it's becoming comfortable. Like it's it's the norm, you know what I'm saying? It's it's cool to walk around popping perks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, all day getting loaded, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's promoted the wrong way. And the reason why I say that is because as you know, all drugs are not bad, over-the-counter, like, you know, prescription. It, right. It's used for a purpose. People mm-hmm. just abuse it, you feel right. me? So it's like, when it comes to promoting that type of stuff, I, of course, I, I can't front. I, I like that type of music. Like mm-hmm. you said, when you had a party, me too. Vibe, you, look at, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> me doing too. your thing. But uh, for the most part, nah, I'm, I'm at the age now. It's like, like I said, make conscious music. Like, I got a song out. Mm-hmm. It's basically pertaining about a kid growing up from the hood, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he grew up on them gangster movies, paid in full, Scarface right. or whatever. So he, you know, get of age and he feel like, oh, this is the thing to do. Let me go out there and rob people. You mm-hmm. feel me? He put himself in a position that now his mans get caught up and he get brought into, you know what I'm saying, interrogation. He, he get confronted by the police, but he's not really from the hood, so he don't know the, the codes and the guidelines. So he end up flipping on his homeboy. He did a little time, you know, he think, you know, mm-hmm. everything gravy is cool, but he get out, they wait a couple months, and instead of them getting on him, they try to hurt him the most by, like, going after his family, going after his girl. They killed his brother, you know, mm-hmm. stole his money out of his safe, and basically just a song letting people know, man, know who you are, you feel me? If, if that ain't your lane, don't pursue it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's okay to be an uh, outcast. It's okay to be different or weird, you know what I'm saying? Like so, you were you know, when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah it is okay. You know what I'm like saying? That. Like me personally, I didn't do drugs like weed and alcohol until I actually turned 19. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's big as far as most people come from my culture, you know what I'm saying? Early. Like, yeah, yeah, most people start, what, 12, 13. So Earlier. I always yeah. shot away, you know, stayed on the court, played football, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. my, my homeboys were doing at the time. but. Once I did get introduced to it, then that's when it became a problem because I told you about that addictive personality. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I like this. Let me, you know, started going overboard and I started realizing how it's affecting me and other people. Like, a lot of people don't grab that con- grasp that concept until you actually, like, take a uh, step back and just, like, evaluate stuff around mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? They're like, damn, men out of jail, people bonding me out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They spending their hard earned money get me out or you know what I'm saying whatever the case might be so mm-hmm. it's um I, that's why I'm in a position right now I feel like conscious music is a way to go you know what I'm saying so do you feel like it's an artist's responsibility to watch what they say in their music is it more the parents responsibility to guard their kids from the type of music that they're listening to because a lot of artists will say I'm just an artist I can say right. whatever I want right but Kids' minds are developing, as you said. Right, right. Because your mind don't really start stop developing until you're like, they say it's like your mid-20s. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's more of 
your responsibility as an artist to watch what you say and be PG at times, right. or is it more on the parent to be yeah. be be a parent to their child? Uh, let me take this shot. <laughs> I, I feel like what I'm about to say it might rub people the wrong way. No, nah, that's so. what we're here for. It's the wave report. Um, to be honest, I feel like it's 2075. 75 mm -hmm. leaning towards the parents as far as the responsibility as to the music that the you know, children listen to or how it mm -hmm. influences. Of course, music is very influential. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but as far as that aspect, it's, it's more so on the parents because... Just like you, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure when you grew up, you heard the same things, the killing, the robbing, mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, drug, popping, alcohol. You didn't let it affect you in a way where, you know what I'm saying, it steered you down the wrong path. You made right. mistakes, but, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you, you had that, that boundary around you, uh, whether it was a support system from your family. That's true. Or, you know what I'm saying, you were just mentally strong yourself just to understand it's just music, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like it's really the parents because... They're the ones that's supposed to take initiative to see what their children listening to. You know what I'm saying? They post, they're the ones that's supposed to let them know first and foremost before the artist, like, baby, it's just music. You know what I'm saying? Don't, mm -hmm. don't take it no further. Just enjoy it, and that's it. You feel me? And the reason why I put the 25 on the artist is because us being artists, we don't understand or we're not aware fully that these people that we call fans are actually soaking in what we say. Because words have power, you feel me? A lot. So it's like, you got to be careful what you say, but, you know, this the this the land you pick. You chose to step into that gangster land, you know what I'm saying? So you have an audience to cater to in order for you to make the money that you, you know, you're required to make. Mm -hmm. mm, that's, that's really my touch on it, man. I don't know if I really tapped nah, on did? it. Nah, 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 that's good. Were you, did you have... What was your first foray into music growing up? Like, who are some of your favorite artists? Yeah, I grew up on the old Wayne, like the Carter One, that T.I. Urban Legends, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Um, UGK, of course, uh, Bomb B, all them boys from the South. A um, couple, you know, up north artists or whatever, but uh, that, for me, that was, that was really it. Boosie, Webby, you know what I'm still. saying? Yeah. Yyeah, yeah, yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference between the artists that we grew up on Cause this is kind of the same content that they had in their music, mm -hmm. and the artists now, the younger generation, um, kind of adheres to. Cause they both have some of the same content. Wayne, right. UGK, Boosie, they all talking about right. drugs and hoes and all that right. stuff. Right. They talk about the same thing today. But what's the difference between like our generation and the generation behind us, as far as how they're receptive to the music? I think they they taking it overboard. Like when I say that. When Wayne, Boosie, and all the other artists that I named, back in the day when they was rapping, they was rapping from what they what they grew into, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How they grew up, what they had to endure, you know? These artists nowadays, it's a lot of sheltered people, a lot of people who grew up, you know, fortunately grew up from homes where they have the mother and father, but they've been sheltered and so contained, mm -hmm. like they was in a cage that when they finally get that little bit of freedom, they run off and overdose on Zen or you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it just I feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of pain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot of pain in their music. It just you really gotta listen and like, damn, I feel like these kids really reaching out, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Cause they only doing what they know, you know what I'm saying? And they don't really know how to cope with their feelings or the situations that they might be enduring at the time. So they just, you know, resort to drugs and just just 
heavily promoted, man. Just the past few years, a lot of artists have died from overdose. Right. Uh, Mac Miller, mm-hmm. amongst others. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we curtail that as as a people, as listeners, as artists, just as a community of human beings? Because it seems like it's prevalent and it's not going to stop. It's not like it's going down. You know, right. people getting caught with drugs right. and excess. And it's not like a bunch of weed. Mm-hmm. They getting caught with pills, they getting yeah. caught with Zens. Molly's, all that. Yeah. And they doing it in excess. So what, what can we do about it? All of us, not just you, mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, I feel like just be there for them more, like physically, like more charitable events, like basketball events, like, you know, people who are in position to rent out a gym and, you know, like how they do the book bag giveaways and the stuff for the mm-hmm. kids, like we need to do that more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, be more involved in the kid's life. You know what I'm saying? Even though they're hearing your music, but you can show them a different side. Like, damn, yeah. you know, like, show them exactly the, the way to go. You know what I'm saying? You got to lead by example. Mm-hmm. So, just from that standpoint, you just got to be in their life more. Even if you don't know them, you know, just walk yeah. up on somebody, ask them how their day is, what your plans in life. Of course, when you're younger, you don't have it all figured out. Right. But That's true. when you keep drilling that type of stuff in people's mentality, is is it, it you know what I'm saying? Eventually click and it's gonna be like, okay, first and foremost, mm-hmm. this person really cared for me to take the time out and always be there for me. So mm-hmm. they're gonna look at it that from a positive side and, you know, hopefully run with it. So talk about your new project that you got out. Um, it's called the American Nightmare. Why you titled it that? Um, because I felt like that's that's what we living through. You know what I'm saying? More so speaking on people from my culture, but mm-hmm. and not trying to shy away or sound like racist, but I, I feel like it's really pertaining to us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Being black in America, the chances making out of the environment is is not as high as the other races. Very low. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like first and foremost, that's how I feel. But it, it's not just related to like the cops killing and stuff, you know, it's also dealing with the hood, you know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. who trying to peer pressure you to bring you in to sell drugs or people who try to guide your life to like make you uh, feel like rapping or playing ball is the only way to make it, right. you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I touch on different entities as mm-hmm. far as that relation and that topic. So. And what's your favorite song on there? I know as an artist, like uh, I don't got a favorite song, but. <laughs> No, I actually do got a favorite song. I got to say it's uh, Outlook Juke. That's the name of the song I was just telling uh-huh. you about. Um, like I said, people go on YouTube, they can check it out. That's the title, Outlook Juke by Mike Copper. Uh, I feel like they should check it out for themselves, come up yeah. with their own, you know. I always like that when artists leave it open for interpretation yeah. instead of like just telling people what it means. Like, right. I got an imagination. What if I, want, what if I think right. a different right. way about it? But that's good. And how has uh, Ryan helped you? Compose everything over the years because you always shout them out. That's was, that's major love because most people don't give other people credit. They right. always take the credit. Right. That's good that you give them a lot of credit. How, how this actually came about? It was it was, it was weird, man. Because I was sitting on the patio in my zone, listening to music, writing and stuff, and I was you know feeling mm-hmm. myself. So I just called up Ryan, sent him a couple songs on the email, and you know Ryan, you know he's solid. He gonna tell you the truth, like. Always. I ain't either. I ain't messing with it, or you know what I'm saying. That's uh-huh. dope. So that that was always his reply, man. You dope. You got to get heard. You got to get heard. So me just joking around with like, man, well then be my manager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I know you got the football thing going on with the NFL yeah. and stuff, but be my You're manager. Right. His response shocked me. He was like, no hesitation. Like, yeah, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. So I had to pause for a minute. Like, 
this nigga really just say he? Uh -huh. Okay. And that that also helped me out because before then, I wasn't taking music as serious. Mm -hmm. I would always write and, you know, get in my zone and record some, but I wasn't promoting it. Mm -hmm. I was basically just doing it for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I said, I kind of got tired of hearing the same old, same old songs, popping perks and shooting and killing people. So, like, let me just make music for me. Mm -hmm. And just so happened, other people, you know, vibe with it. So, it's like, okay. Of course, I see an opportunity to make money, but still, it's, it's a double win. You yeah. know, help people out and benefit off of it at the same time. So and it's therapeutic for you in right. everything that you've been through. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's definite. And how you feel, so when it comes to, you mentioned something about doing it for you. Mm -hmm. Why do we take our talent for granted? Each of us as individuals. We know we got talent. Like Ryan told you, you know you could do it. Right. But we always seem like we... We guard ourselves. We hold our. We hold everything in. Right. We don't let the world see, and more importantly, we don't let ourselves see how good or how far we can go with the talent that God gave us. What was your reasoning for not truly conveying your potential like you should? I mean, insecurities because when when it's you, you it you you perceive it a certain way. So like when I record the music and I listen to it after the fact. It's like, I don't know, if, you know what I'm saying, if that's it, because it, it, that's me, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't been at it as long as other people and perfected my craft, so it's kind of, it's just, like I said, it's uncertain. you just uncertain about yourself, so it was definitely a lot of doubt, but like you said, confidence, when people can consistently tell you you're you, you doing it right, or they coming to you, bringing you tracks, and be like, oh, like, when rappers do challenges, like Tom G did a plan. Mm -hmm. You get people in your inbox, you should do it. You know what I'm saying? That, that, it boosts your confidence up. So mm -hmm. I feel like we all need that, though. You know, confidence yeah. boosts up. Yeah, because I agree with the insecurities because I wasn't doing this. It may seem like it's natural. And right. I can be transparent on camera. Yes. It may seem like yeah, it's natural. It's but I ain't been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I actually got a call from somebody else. I was like, do I want to join? Right. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Because I was in school. I was in school. I'm still in school. I'm still, well, I'm going to start school again. But. Mm. I was in school during the time that, like, my inception into doing the right. report. But a lot of it, I've never been, like, a like a non-confident person. Mm -hmm. But I have my own reservations about things. Right. Because I won't go as hard. Right. If I know I could get by doing 60%, mm -hmm. I'm going to do the 60%. But you uh, you also hit something on the head when you just mentioned you was in school. That also played a part uh, now that you brought it to my attention. Just when you got other stuff on your plate, you know, life, kids, you got mm -hmm. a, you know, a household. It's family. priority. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, for me, it's kind of like, I can't tell my girl, hey, I'm finna quit. My job, <laughs> you know, become a full-time rapper. You know, she gonna look yeah. at you like, okay, yeah. you, you tripping. I think it's time for me to go, you know, on Facebook and find me somebody else. So, uh, but yeah, man, like when you got insecurities and you juggling different things, that that definitely plays a part as far as like mm -hmm. confidence and you understanding and realizing your talents. You know, so and taking risk, yeah. especially in the in the black community. I think that adds to our insecurities at times. Because mm -hmm. if you do something outside the box, even if it is rapping, if that's your talent, that's your talent. Right. And you have like your family, they're not as supportive as you right. would think they would be. Yeah. It's like, this is my blood. That You're supposed plays to be. A big part. Yeah. But they don't support you. They don't share your stuff. Mm -hmm. They're not buying your stuff, whatever it is. Right. Uh, that adds to it because we grew up thinking that these people have our back. Right. And they're going to always be there no matter what. Right. But sometimes they're the most discouraging and the most critical people mm -hmm. 
when we were trying to go on a different path or do something creative. Right. And I don't respond well to that. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> I, mean, I may seem calm, but if I know anybody who's creating, anybody who's an artist, anybody who's trying to do something different or break a generational curse, Mm-hmm. If you're my friend and I see that somebody's trying to attack you for doing something right. different, you're gonna support. I'm gonna respond in an unfavorable manner yeah. towards that person, because the only way for us to truly express how great we are, like our divinity mm-hmm. from God, is to do something, do something different. Right. You do what this person do, you are gonna get the same results, which mm-hmm. ain't shit. Because right. most people who criticizing you, they're not doing anything. Most people criticize you, they're not doing nothing, and they're projecting their insecurities onto you. Right. I mentioned this in one of my videos. It's not like it's not as if you can't do it. They're telling you you can't do it because they're not doing anything. Right. And they don't want you to, to get That's how you usually be though. Yeah. I, that's how you usually be. And that's the only reason why I got quiet, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I feel like it turned from an interview to you <laughs> preaching to me, you know what I'm nah, saying? Nah. So you bringing up, you know, old onion layers in my past, so it's Nah, I totally feel you on that end. But it's it's a blessing to still have some type of support, you know, whether yeah. it's from family, friends, it's even strangers. And unfortunately, that's, as you know, that's where the most support comes Biggest from. Biggest supporters, you know? man, people you don't know. Yeah, but it's, it, it's not a bad thing that family don't really support you or they don't see your vision because that's exactly what it is. They don't see your vision, you know, mm-hmm. so they're not going to go as hard or do as much as you would expect them to do. And I feel like that's where it hurt, um, not just people in our community, but anybody, like mm-hmm. having having expectations or standards. When you set a certain standard for somebody and they don't meet it, you automatically feel some type of way. That's true. You know, so that's one thing I learned. I don't expect nothing from nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, if they do it, it's, they did it, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not finna go out my way to ask you, to beg you to support, nah. If, Hey, if you don't mess with my music, you don't mess with it, you know. I agree. That's a blessing in disguise when your family don't support. At least you know where they stand. Right, right. So, like, <laughs> look, <laughs> don't come around when it yeah, get good. Yeah. I think that's a blessing. Right. But I appreciate you for sliding through. Yeah. Hey, y'all check out this project, American Nightmare. That's up. Hey, people don't know, it's on Karen's our first time meeting. That's how genuine the that's, love is. That's crazy, so man. shout out to Ryan. <laughs> y'all support Mike. Sign off, man. Big Davis, man. <laughs> hey, Mike Copper. Y'all go follow me on all uh, social media platforms. IG, Mike Copper, 813. Uh, I feel like I got to spell it because <laughs> a lot of people going to miss it. You know, they, they feel it's a certain spelling. But uh, M-I-K-E-C-O-P-P-A, 813. Check your boy out. All platforms. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe to the Wave Report. We got more content. We're going to have Mike back. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. You know your freedom to tell you go live out your dreams. This is America. Where police can beat only niggas but treat it like kings. This is America. They traffic in women and raping our children for cream. This is America. Where shit is.